Hello, listener. My name is Matt. I'm the author of the story you're about to hear. I'm very happy to see that you made it down off that cliff where I left you in the last episode. That tells me that you're ready for this continuation of uh, Tilda's adventure down the waterslide. But before we get to the story, I thought it would be kind of a cool thing to uh, take our own little trip down a waterslide together, just to get us all in the spirit of the journey. Um, So uh, what I want you to do is to um, imagine with me the coolest, biggest, craziest water slide that you can think up. Now you can close your eyes if that helps you imagine or you can keep them open. Doesn't matter. Make it as tall as you want. Make it as fast as you want. Make as many loops in it as you want. And when you've got that picture in your mind, climb up with me together all the way up to the top of the of the of the slide there's no line because it's our private water park here and uh sit yourself down in that little tub where the water gets you know going and and you're getting ready to launch down and before we take our ride i'm going to teach you a little trick you see when i was a little kid i made a discovery about water slides, which uh, I don't think anybody else in the world knows. And that is that on a water slide, you can actually slow down or even stop time itself if you do this one little thing. And this is true. This is a true thing that I used to do when I was a kid. Any time that I went down a water slide, I loved them so much, I didn't want them to stop. And so I would sing a song in my head while I was going down the slide. And not just any song. Now, um, I'm going to share with you that song right now. You grown-ups out there, if you are a uh, young person in the 80s, you might recognize it. If you're a kid, don't worry about it. Um, So, here we go. On the count of three, we're going to go down and uh, we're going to stop time together. Ready? One, two... Three. Woo! Hey! Right now! There's no tomorrow! Right now! Come on! It's a water slide! Woo! And I spit on myself a little bit. That's appropriate. Wet. So, there you go. I hope you enjoyed your uh, trip down the water slide as much as I did, and I hope you enjoy this chapter of Tilda and Quatch Monster. Chapter 5. The Water Slide Do you remember where we last left Tilda, about to ride down the greatest water slide ever on a mission to find Quatch Monster's lost keys? Well, when tiny Tilda took tiny Quatch Monster's hand and jumped down the drain, the first thing that she noticed was that she wasn't sliding, but rather just falling. Straight down. The second thing she noticed was that the inside of the pipe was lined with a soft, slippery kind of slime, which cushioned her fall with a splat. For a moment, she sat in the curve of the pipe, thinking the ride was already over. That was amazing, she shouted. Can we do it again? 
Aquatch monster just zoomed past her, crying, Again? We haven't even started yet! As the creature continued along the upward curve in the pipe, he rolled himself into a donut shape and pulled Tilda up so she was now sitting on top of him like in an inner tube at the water park. As they balanced on the edge of that second dizzying drop, Tilda realized that they had not fallen into complete darkness as she had expected, but rather everything was washed in a soft purple light emanating from Quatch Monster himself. Oh, cool, Tilda laughed. I didn't know you could glow purple. Oh, is it stuck on purple again? Hang on, I can fix that, Quatch Monster said. Then he banged his fist down on his own head, which triggered a kind of disco party light show with alternating colors, flashing strobes, and even a smoke machine effect spraying out of the creature's ears. So, are you buckled up? No, Tilda cried. Oh, right, oops, Quatch Monster laughed. Then two straps extended over Tilda's shoulders, locking into place around her waist. Now, hold on tight. Or not, whichever you prefer. With that, the two insect-sized friends plunged over four stories straight down inside the walls of Tilda's house, carried along by a flood of rushing water. Now they were zigging and zagging through sharp curves, causing the Quatch Monster Donut to slip up the sides of the piping. Tilda started to get the feeling that she was flying in zero gravity, and more than once she could have sworn they were actually sliding upside down along the ceiling of the pipe. Then the ride started to slow down, and the air got colder. The Quatch Donut landed with a splash in a slow-moving canal, which was carrying them towards a waterfall. "'Is that where we're going?' Tilda shouted over the roaring of the falls. "'Uh, no, actually,' Quatch Monster's voice trailed off. "'Actually, we don't want to go down there.' The creature looked around, apparently as disoriented by the wild ride as Tilda. While the canal carried them closer to the crest of the waterfall, gruff voices could be heard below, shouting. "'What's down there?' Tilda asked, not really wanting to hear the answer. "'I don't know, and I don't want to find out,' Quatch Monster said, stretching out an arm and pulling them to safety. For a moment, they caught their breath on the bank of the canal. Tilda watched Quatch Monster casually take the form of a dog, shaking the water off its fur from head to tail, splattering Tilda in the process. Hey! Tilda squealed. And how exactly am I supposed to get dry? Quatch Monster examined her soaking wet pajamas, then puckered his lips into something like a giant hair dryer and blasted hot air over Tilda, drying her in a matter of seconds. Tilda laughed, but she was already thinking ahead to the real purpose of their trip. So you said we need to find a mouse? Yeah, he lives down here. Quatch Monster carried Tilda on his back, walking with long, stretching legs through the sludge of the sewer. They took a turn up an alley which was lit from above with natural light. Ah, here we are, Quatch Monster cried. 
Do you recognize anything? Uh, actually, this is the first time I've been in the sewer, Tilda answered. Not down here, up there! Tilda squinted as she looked up through a barred opening into the late summer sky. Sunset was approaching. Fluffy pink clouds were drifting behind a familiar tree. That's our chestnut tree, she shouted, which means, are we under my backyard? Before he could answer, they were interrupted by a howling coming from somewhere up ahead. Ooh, ah, Tilda's eyes got wide. What was that? I don't know, Quatch Monster said, scratching a long beard he had spontaneously grown. Ooh, ah, came the sound again. Is that the mouse? Tilda asked. Sounds to me more like a ghost monkey, Quatch Monster said suddenly shining two spotlights out of his eyes, which illuminated a huge mound of sticks, leaves, and trash in front of them. Tilda was reminded of how small they still were. If this was indeed where the mouse lived, it would be enormous compared to them. Suddenly, a gigantic figure popped its head out of the garbage, shielding its eyes from the light. Get out of here! Its voice thundered. Tilda jumped and clung tightly to Quatch Monster. Who's there? The giant face squinted in the light. Tilda could now see that the creature in the trash was not a mouse at all, but more like some kind of monkey with dirty gray-brown fur. Gabby, is that you? Quatch Monster shouted. What? Who said that? I can't understand a word you're saying, the giant monkey replied. Tilda leaned over and whispered nervously, Maybe you should make us bigger now? I've got a better idea, Quatch Monster answered. Then in a puff of shimmering dust, the gigantic monkey had been shrunken down to be as small as the two insect-sized friends. All right, I'll tell you what I told those other voot monsters, the monkey said. There's nothing you can do to make me mad, so don't even waste your time. Oh, but I know the secret to making Gab Monkey mad, Quatch Monster said, stretching out a dozen tiny arms with dancing, finger-like feathers. And that is where you're ticklish. With that, Quatch Monster launched an all-out tickle attack on the monkey, who twisted and writhed with laughter. Ha! Oh, stop! Stop! Or I will get mad! Q! Quatch! Is that you? With that, Quatch Monster released his grip. The monkey's face was beaming. Tears ran down her cheeks, washing yellow and purple streaks in her dirty fur. I, I never thought I would ever see you again, she said. Quatch Monster wrapped his arms lovingly around and around and around his long-lost friend, Gab Monkey. What are you doing down here? Quatch Monster finally asked. I've lived here for, well, 
ever since a voot monster threw my glasses down the storm drain. I don't know how often I tried to climb out, but I, I couldn't see anything, and one time I think I almost made it out, but then the voot monsters came and... Q, do you think you can help me with some new glasses? I want to find my friend Nina. She must be so worried. Hmm, let me just check. What did your glasses look like again? The creature thrust a hand into a pocket which he had hidden on the side of his body. They were gold and round. Not perfectly round, more like the shape and size of an egg. But the lenses are more important than the frames. I'm technically blind as a bat, so if you have any glasses which were made for bats, I'll take one of those. Quatch Monster stuck out his tongue in concentration as he continued to search his pocket. Tilda was very curious about what her magical friend kept in there. Apparently, it went much deeper than one might expect. Ah! Quatch Monster shouted suddenly, pulling out a pair of black, square-framed spectacles. These were actually supposed to be a birthday present for a mole friend of mine, but uh, we're not on speaking terms anymore, so... Happy birthday! The monkey slipped the spectacles on and her eyes came to life. I've never understood having square glasses. Maybe if I had square eyes, they might make a little more sense, but, uh, she trailed off. But I suppose they'll have to do. Thank you. And now tell me, how can I repay you? You can help me find my keys, Quatch Monster cried enthusiastically. Now come on, we've got no time to... How did you lose your keys? Gab Monkey interrupted. I don't know. It was probably while I was swinging with Tilda. And now, come on, we've got no time to... Who's Tilda? The monkey interrupted again. Hello, said Tilda. That's me. Hello, said Gab Monkey, blinking. I haven't seen any keys, but I haven't seen much of anything in a long time. What makes you think they're down here? Quatch Monster sighed. Because I know there's a mouse down here who... Oh, oh, yes, yes, there is a mouse down here. The little rat. He steals all the best trash. Anything shiny or sweet. I once found a... As Gab Monkey continued to talk, Tilda's attention was drawn to a scratching sound coming from behind her. She turned around and saw a gigantic, twitching shadow standing in the entrance to the alley. Um, you guys, Tilda said, pulling on Quatch Monster's arm. Sorry to interrupt, but what did you say this mouse looks like? Like a puke-orange-colored rat, the creature answered. A twitchy, scrawny, flea-bitten... I do not have fleas, bellowed the giant orange mouse standing over them. That wraps up this episode of Tilda and Quatch Monster. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating or review and help us spread the word by telling people about the show. I want to thank Bjorn Leza for recording and producing. You can check out Bjorn's German language kids music at flunkmusic.de. If you want to get in touch with us directly, write us an email at quatchmonsterpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. 
We hope you join us again soon for the next chapter of the story.